There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. <clears throat> AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. One, two, clink. Cheers. Cheers. Really cool. That reminded me of Shark Week. I don't know why. Because they don't say that in Shark Week. <laughs> Isn't Shark Week weird that like here's a week full of shark content and people eat that up? I don't yeah. do that anymore. That was in the day of cable. But Shark Week is so good. Uh it, that used to be amazing, but now their technology sucks, I feel like. I don't know. Why not like Dolphin Week? Or like Horse Turtle Week. week. Give me Turtle Week. I wanna know about Turtle Week. Give me give me I don't <laughs> even know. I don't really care. <laughs> but I mean sharks are cool. Okay, you know what's sharks really weird? Cool. Sharknado. What is that? You never heard of the Sharknado series? No. It's like a series of like 10 movies about like tornado sharks. So it's what like. What the fuck is a tornado Like shark? tornadoes would hit a city, but in the tornado there are sharks. Look up Sharknado when we're done. It's like a movie series. What are you talking about? I've literally never. That's crazy. You know, some dude was like, yo, what if we made a movie about tornadoes with sharks in them? And then the other yo, guy was I'm, like, that'd be oh crazy. God, that'd be so good. Let's make 10 of them. You know? No, or like, what if like right after they saw Jaws for the first time and were high on shrooms, one guy was like, you know what? We should be, we should be movie writers. Yeah. And the other guy was like, dude, let's literally make a movie about sharks. And the other guy was like, wait, 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 hear me out. 
it was like windy outside like a gust of wind blew by and he was like oh, i just came up with the best Literally. idea he's like jaws but in a hurricane no 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 <laughs> sharks sharknado you know okay i don't know why Tana always that voice okay i wish we could like videotape our episodes again because there's a movement and a voice we do when we, when we imitate men it came from sarah it's totally the face it works man it, it works. works it really hits the throat because my voice is gone no it's literally like dude this is the last skate i'm gonna do because i think it's so funny <laughs> this is the last thing i'm gonna do <laughs> oh no let me get it it's the most chaotic episode already. <laughs> dude let's do jaws and wait for it wizard of oz yo man yo <laughs> ain't no place like kansas you think it's like there's not even an ocean in kansas uh, <laughs> <laughs> anyway welcome to binge week guys our season is coming to an end mm. this is our mm. last week of season two ending february 4th on friday so we are bringing you not one but two besides today two episodes <laughs> a day so you guys have binge worthy content to hold you over until next season or until our next bonus episode or just for the week if you want to listen all at once feel free to do that if not we have plenty of nonsense coming your way and advice and other things coming your way this week for you to hold you over maybe some debauchery three. maybe some maybe some debauchery <laughs> <laughs> some unpractical nonsense <laughs> we're watching uh downton abbey right now so yeah. we're like very much in a british mood absolutely and during the last episode Sydney and i were talking about how we love to binge shows and we are so like over every episode coming out like every week we just want to binge it and be done with it <clears throat> so then Sydney was like sarah and i was like what and she was like, let's... <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what happened. <laughs> um, and she was like, let's give the listeners what they want. No one asked for it, but we pretend like you guys did. And she was like, let's just give them multiple episodes per day and just like overload of content so that they can literally just binge it whenever they want. It's, it's binge week. So thank you, Cindy, for coming up with this brilliant idea, just like most of the brilliant ideas behind this recording, behind this Thanks, business, girl. this industry. Um, we did create an industry. I don't know. <laughs> the, uh, the crying and bubble industry. <laughs> just, okay, we're gonna start referring to us as the industry. <laughs> There's like a toy store called Crying in Public, like a movie franchise that comes out. The industry. And when we thought we were gonna be in a movie, they're like, no, just we want you to ask other people to be in a movie. We got this email from a very well-known TV network asking. The headline was like come be in our new reality tv series and sydney always talk about how we need our own reality tv series and we were like thank god our moment has come bless jesus let's go and then we actually read the email and it was like we don't want you we want you to ask your followers if they want to be in tv show and i was like that feels a little bit offensive I am i not good enough for you um uh, but yeah all right here is episode one of how many episodes are we doing this 14 by no 10 oh. no nine okay <laughs> <laughs> here's one of nine kiddos babes mm, hope you enjoy i'm such a theater kid i've had <laughs> such an abrupt start because i need to talk about this i need to release i need to absolve myself of these sins i've in my head all day been singing in canto and phantom of the opera literally somebody help like it's been non-stop i know i'm not gonna be able to sleep tonight because whenever i get like this I either need to listen to the song 15 times to just get it out of my head, or I physically cannot sleep because it's just on repeat. Help. What do I do? It's theater kid problems. I need to go to a sleep doctor. It's even scarier because, like, not only are you a theater kid, you're also a Disney adult. 
The theater kid, the Disney adult pipeline is very concerning. Also, the Harry Potter adult pipeline. Like, I just can't win. I literally can't win. I have every single negative, like, adult that I can be. I literally am. It's like when I pass the Harry Potter, because Sarah and I live, like, somewhat near the Harry Potter store in New York. Um, and every time I walk by and see adults waiting in that line for five hours and there's no kids with them, I am judging you. Like, I don't judge. Yeah, I'm judging you. <laughs> You were trying to be nice. You were like, no, I'm not. Actually, yes, I am. You know, sometimes people deserve to be judged. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, I wonder if people feel the same way about people who go to Disney without kids. It's like, I am judging them. Like, as an adult who goes to Disney World purely because I love Disney World, not because I have, like, kids with me. If you have a family of, like, 19 and you and all your little kids are, like, running all over the place, like, hitting people yelling screaming throwing up crying throwing a tantrum stomping their feet on the ground taking up my space in my line i'm judging you that's like people who are matching t-shirts like i get that you're excited i think it's really cute actually but if my family ever like okay when other people wear the matching shirts i'm kind of like oh you know like they're excited to be in disney i get that but like i guess because i'm from florida like i don't get excited about disney whatsoever but like if my family tried to make me wear a like Okay, my biggest fear is that Sarah's gonna want to have her bridesmaid like party, bachelorette party in fucking Disney, <laughs> and I'm not wearing a shirt that says "I'm with Sarah, I'm with the bride." Like I'm not doing that. Like I will do whatever it is to make you happy, if, unless it requires Disney or matching shirts. I would never make you do that because part of my ish, I feel like, for my wedding is like, especially for my bridal party, like my bridesmaid. Ooh, nice voice crack. Especially for like my bridesmaids, I would be the happiest if we all had a great time do you know what I mean because like if I do what I want to do that's great on paper but then nobody else is going to be having fun so then it won't be fun for me in the end if that makes sense you know so like for my bridal party I want to do something that we all want so I'm thinking something like New Orleans or like somewhere like like the keys or um just like traveling or something like that because everybody would love to do that including me do you know what I mean so like why would I only like, why would I pick the thing that only I want to do and instead just get all of my bridesmaids' Cartier love rings? Yeah. Uh, yes. Yeah, <laughs> I totally support that. Uh-huh. I think it's like, I know someone who was like planning, like, it's, he's the first one in that group to be getting married. Some of them have done bachelor parties before. So they're sitting there, like, trying to plan a bachelor party and they're figuring out ideas. And they're like, oh, yeah, let's go to Miami. Like, oh, no, dude, oh, let's go to Vegas. Let's go to Cuba. I was like, okay, y'all are all on. Okay, no, one guy said Nebraska, so they can go, like, gunslinging. I was like, you are all on such different pages. And the groom was just, like, sitting there quietly. I was like, why don't you ask him what he wants to do? Nebraska for what shooting? They're like, we can go beer, we can drink beer and, like, go, like, um, hunting or whatever. I was like, okay, you guys are all in no. very different. Cuba and Nebraska are very different. Price I- points, <laughs> ideas, destinations. One, Nebraska as nebraska nebraska i love you (laughs) we don't love you no nebraska might be fine if you live in nebraska i'm literally so sorry but like not sorry that you live in nebraska but sorry that i'm literally flaming it right now but i cannot think of a worse idea for a bachelor party like why would you want to go somewhere tropical or stay in your hometown like if you live in nebraska that should be the only excuse for wanting to have your bachelor bachelorette party in nebraska nothing else (laughs) i had romantic interest in one of the men involved 
in the party planning. Mm-hmm. So Nebraska, I was fine with. No bitches in Nebraska. Like you guys weren't about to go sleep with half of Nebraska. Like but Miami, more concerning. Yeah. New Orleans, more concerning. Yeah. I was like, you know what? Nebraska sounds like a fine idea. Let's yeah. all go to Nebraska. <laughs> Woo, Nebraska. Okay. Let's go to Montana. Woo-hoo. You know, like that to me sounded more ideal than Idaho. Say, Bring back Idaho. Literally, some potatoes. Ooh. <laughs> but like for bachelorette party, like a lot of some women do like oh, let's go to Paris or like whatever. I like, think that's cute and all if you got money like that. But I feel like I'd rather do that for my honeymoon and for bachelorette, maybe do like Bahamas or something or like Hawaii or Hawaii. like something a little more local. Yeah. A also, little more tropical, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And that whole concept of making your uh, making your um bridesmaids pay out the wahoo for your wedding like i obviously will you know go above and beyond for like if i'm ever a bridesmaid i will obviously go above and beyond for like the person i'm a bridesmaid for but like this is what i don't get why would you make your bridesmaids first of all spring for a destination wedding on their own completely number two spring for a bridesmaid's dress that is like so expensive that every single bridesmaid has to wear and there's no other option. That's why I'm letting all my bridesmaids choose their own dresses. Same. And like pay for party planning. Like some some brides literally expect their bridesmaids to pay for like the engagement party, the bachelorette party, yeah. and it's entirely and throw them it's a like bridal why shower would you do that? And all this stuff. Like you said, like I'll make I'll give like a color scheme. Yeah. It's gonna be black or champagne. Already got that figured out. And you guys can choose whatever the fuck y'all wanna wear. But if any if any I'm making I'm getting pre approval though, because if any of you guys I know you and Chance are going to come to my wedding outshining me. I'm going to say, y'all go to the back. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> y'all, y'all are staying back there. Jail. <laughs> um, but yeah, like, don't be coming in here outshining me. But, like, I will support you guys getting your own dresses. Because, obviously, I want you guys to keep it if you're going to pay for it. Yeah. But, like, makeup and stuff and, like, nails. Like, nails, maybe not. But, like, makeup and hair, obviously, like, I'll pay for. Like, pajamas and stuff that be, like, matching shit, like, I'll pay for. Because I'm asking you to do it. Right. But, like, your dress, you're going to keep that, obviously. But, like, I'm not going to make you, like, pay for my bridal shower or, like, you know? I just think I'm – But, like, my stepmom, her, like, group of friends, like, they just take turns, like, all pitching in for, like, throwing a birthday party and stuff. And that's how it should go. Do There's, you know like, what I 15 mean? of them, though. I was like, ooh. Yeah. Why, where are y'all husbands? Yeah, yeah and it, for it's, stuff? it's totally – it's totally a uh, standard to expect your bridal party to pay for some stuff. Yeah. Especially if like it's going to be mutual in like a few years, if that makes sense. Like, you know, if you're all in a rotation, like, yeah, you're all going to be spending some money eventually. Like weddings are expensive. You can't put all of the responsibility on the bride and the groom or like the two people getting married. However, it's when like the expectancies come into play where it's like the the person expects their bridal party to do like x y and z and then pay for it themselves you know what i mean like they don't let them have free reign they don't let them do what they want to do they don't let them budget that's where i run into kind of like a ethic problem like an ethical problem every time i see those like brides on sex talk that are like i made a powerpoint in excel sheet for my bridesmaids so we all are coordinating that's gonna be you that is yeah for sure i'm a huge planner so speaking of disney eric and i are going to go to like disney for a week at the end of may and i have been planning this shit out the wazoo today i bought a book i bought a book for twenty dollars i bought a it is january shut up i bought a like website membership like a disney website membership for uh 17 dollars and yeah i'm sorry but disney (laughs) literally should be in jail like they're asking for too much money for what to ride some rides absolutely not nar 
I feel like I'm going to be so depressed after my wedding. Because really? it's like, what else I look forward to in life? The bridal, having a kid. Uh, but like, <laughs> that thing is disrespectful and costs money. No. My wedding is like, it's the one of the only days it's all about me. Like, yes. I guess my husband too, but whatever, me. And it's like, I have like dreamed about that since I was a little kid. Mm-hmm. And then like it happens and like, and then what? Like, like, okay, I'm stuck stuck with this person. Literally. Oh, oh I'm sorry, romantic. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure whoever's going to marry you can't wait. Can't wait. <laughs> if you're out there, good luck. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk. Comedians or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Your honeymoon is going to be really cool, though, because you, I feel like, are a very efficient traveler. And I'm just, I'm just going to be, like, I don't, I'm not even going to know where to start. I'm going to be like, Paris, Italy, Germany, Greece, and then home. And I'm going to be so stressed out that I'm not even going to have a good time. That's the thing, though, is like before my wedding and after my wedding, I want to have like extensive periods where I can travel. Yeah. Like I just want to spend time with that person, get to know that person before I like start about thinking about having kids. And like imagine like you get pregnant on like your wedding night. <laughs> I would like start crying. I would sob because I don't know how I feel about kids. So that was like number one. But number two, can you imagine like. I feel like you're going to have kids first. No. Yeah. I think it's like I like laugh that we're talking about this and we're literally 21. I say that every day. I'm like, yo, our brains aren't even fully finished being themselves yet. <laughs> I don't know how you do that. Like, how did my okay? This might be so meta right now. This is meta. So meta. <laughs> we're like, oh, our fra- our brains aren't fully developed, but like, aren't our brains developing themselves? 
So why are they not developing themselves already? What do you mean? So like when your brain develops, your brain is the thing developing your brain. Right. Oh, I see what you mean. Yeah. Or maybe it's your body. But what controls your body? Your brain. Yeah, but like... Sarah, this is why I didn't take science until my last semester of senior year. <laughs> uh. Yeah, clearly we're not STEM girls. Uh, I remember in middle school, our teacher gave our class like a whole lecture and was like, I am disappointed by the lack of girls in this classroom who don't want to like um, pursue STEM. So we had a little workshop day to see like who could be inducted into the STEM program. But it wasn't even like if you wanted to be inducted in the STEM program. It was like if you got higher than the score on this little test we're going to give you, you're automatically in like an advanced STEM program. I got every question wrong on purpose because I thought everybody was going to do that, like all my theater friends, and nobody else did that except for me. So the teacher was like, literally thought I was so stupid. I felt so embarrassed. I literally, I just, she was like, this is not a joke. I was like, I'm so It's okay. I told you AP physics. Um, I was the closest, like on our final exam. I was the closest on the bell curve to zero. And I have like all six sections of AP physics. I got a one on the AP physics exam. I studied for months for that thing. And like, do you know how low you have to score to get a one? Like you put your name and that's it. Like you can't get a zero. So that's literally the lowest score. And then I was like going to see my teacher like right before grades came out at the end of the year. And like, you know how I am about grades. Like yeah. I do not. I, like I'm, that's the one thing like I'm insane about is my grades. I just go in his room and like pout and cry. And he gave me a hundred. <laughs> he said he felt, that's how bad he felt for me. And I was like, oh, my litigation skills. Aww, that's so nice. He probably could just like tell you cared, you know? And he was like, oh. Because he would like, make me do corrections. I'll get yo. This is how bad I was. <laughs> he would make, I would get my tests back and I would do corrections on them. And he's like, Sydney, if you do corrections like on your tests and things that you got wrong, and bring it back, I will give you like 85% of the credit back on those questions. And I would still get them all wrong. <laughs> Bro, like, I don't know what it is. I look at physics and like, that's not, that's not English. That is not made for this world. That was, Jesus can know physics. The Lord can know physics. Aristotle can know physics. Plato can know uh, physics. I don't know about them. They can oh. be close. They, they can know like 85% of it. But I don't think that us dummies, us normals, us normies were meant to know all of that about the world. Why is this ball drop? I don't care. <laughs> Frankly, I don't care. It's going to drop. Okay. I'm Literally. okay with not knowing why. That's the I don't thing, need like, to know. Anything beyond one introductory class of physics is literally advanced physics. And you should not be knowing that unless you literally want to. Pres that is not a gen ed. You know what? You know what's gen ed? How to budget. How to do your how taxes. Budget. How to, how to literally be educated in a political conversation. That's not physics not geometry i don't give a fuck about how to draw this triangle shove it up your ass literally that makes no sense to me also chemistry like i literally don't care how to make an apple from just like acid and h2o like i don't hey, care what did you say i don't know that was like that's how much i don't care like, i looked at nyu's like course offerings for science because i'm literally second semester senior i could have graduated a year ago but i did not take my science classes and that's literally what i'm taking to like finish out my degree and I looked them up and like the first one for gen ed science, general education was quark to cosmos. So what is a quark? I am not doing, literally a quark. It sounds like a duck. I'm not doing that. And everyone was like, um, like cell division. And I was absolutely not. I said, we're at the dumb, dumb class. I would email my advisor. I was like, okay, which of these classes is more my speed? He was like, um, okay. So it's like a communication disorder class, which like, is cool but like i sit in the class and i'm like are we dumb 
She's like, when you say cars, is it a Z or an S at the end? Cars. Cars. Or cars. Like, when you, like streets. Z. We say streets. It should be streets. Oh, yeah, yeah. So instead of the chi, the, the chi H, instead of the C-H, it's the T, so street. Yeah, that's my class. Street. I took it. I yeah. So. <laughs> we're both. We're both <laughs> I got literally one hundred in that. Class. I love that class, but it's so stupid. Like that class is basic. Like I feel like that's a good class to know because they're teaching you the root and the origin of like language, not yeah. even English, just like language and phonetic pronunciation with all kinds of dialects. But like, I'm so sorry. Why did I take that class four years after I took AP Chem? AP can't that it no yeah. I was pressured into it I hated it I got a B it was disgust I'm so mad he yelled at me for eating in his classroom and that's I'll never forget it I didn't try anymore <laughs> and like so linguistics is so important to uh, our day-to-day lives and yeah. even like the way we communicate like it's an important degree to for people to study yeah it's so like I feel like I'd rather know that than like okay if I put this chemical this chemical it's gonna blow up in my face like okay I wasn't <laughs> like, planning on mixing them ever so like I'm gonna put this ball on the string and then I'm gonna swing it back at you and make sure it doesn't hit your face let's just if it does yeah. experiment i don't care if the ball hits my face or not i'd actually prefer that it hit my face so that i leave class yes. like i can't do this the anymore. only thing in science i ever liked was in second grade we did we had to make a pulley in a lever system i had a ball with that my ball was flying around sliding on things upside down and i shut all those hoes up Bye. i loved that in our physics class, the best thing we ever did was make a bridge out of toothpicks, and then whose every bridge could hold the most weight won a prize. I lost. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, how'd you do? But I am proud that we, like, are, what are you proud of? We're, we're history and English people. We, we, we'd be excelling in those, but yeah. the stuff that requires a little bit more brain power is not our, not our strong suit. It's just, what is that side of the brain? It's like, there's the left side and the right side. The left, side are we? left side is subjective, right side is indicative. We're left brain. Okay. Yeah. I yeah. use a lot of my left my brain. My right side is like, uh. <laughs> it's like silence and tumbleweeds. If you guys read Dear Dumb Diary when you were little, uh, she used this, in the main character, like the author of the diary, used this analogy to describe brain neurons like bouncing around. She used to call them like monkeys. So if your monkeys are really like fat and like literally like in bikinis they were, that means you were smart. And if they were skinny monkeys flopping around, that means you weren't smart. Oh, an adult, an, an <laughs> so, adult wrote that book. So whenever I think of like how this is so dumb, but whenever I think about how smart someone is, I just think like, man, they must have some really fat monkeys. And people are probably like, "What are you talking?" And I see that all the time. I'm like, I'm just gonna let that one sit. Right? Let that one marinate. Anyway, back to our topics. It's been 18 minutes. No, let's just not. <laughs> Wait, we'll talk about it for 10 minutes. So on TikTok, we get this criticization, critique, criticism. I don't know, guys. It's late. We get this criticism. <laughs> we get the critique that um, we we romanticize New York, and I think there that's a very twofold argument because yes, we do. <laughs> Sarah, stop laughing at me. Okay, anyway, so obviously. <laughs> So obviously, shut up, guys. I literally can't talk this week. Mixed Nichols is really, it's really a personal moment for me. If you guys don't know what we're talking about, and in one of the eight million episodes we posted this week, I was meant, I meant to say mixed signals, and I said mixed Nichols, and Sarah laughed for Lily Twainman Street. So, New York, obviously, there's a lot of trash in the street. There's a epidemic when it comes to drugs 
homelessness, murder. Um, it's it so dark. It's, yeah, sorry. <laughs> it smells so bad outside most of the time. Rent is really high. There's a gentrification. There is a high um, disproportionate level between income. High suicide yeah, rates. Wealth disparity. Exactly. So there is a lot of very drab things about New York. Mm-hmm. It's hard to live here. It's very mentally draining to live in New York. That's why people a lot of have like seasonal depression here, et cetera. And so I think that well, obviously going here for school and hoping to live here in the future, um, romanticizing the small things we do every day, going to get our coffee downstairs, our romance, our local bodega man. I love my bodega man. He and is bodega man sexier. loves me. Yeah. Our, he gives her free shots behind the counter, literally. which might not be safe, but yeah, it's okay. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> um, and like our local bar, like having a relationship with our bartenders and like taking walks in the snow and like taking walks in Central Park. like And recording. Recording is like a huge part. Yeah. Like, while that might seem stupid to a lot of people and people like like to criticize uh, criticize us for and other like New York City creators, ew, I hate saying that. Um, <laughs> it's part of what we love about the city, you know? It's like, it, it's what makes us feel good in those small moments because, for example, like I'm going through a hard time right now, as we all know, probably. <laughs> um, and those small things like mean a lot to me, like going to meet up with my friends for drinks in our local bar, you know, and like walking through the park, walking through the snow on like a snowy day. Or like visiting Times Square randomly and like exactly. taking a photo shoot. Like that's considered so cringy. And like sometimes it's fun to be a tourist in your own city, you know, like going through Central Park and going ice skating and doing all these small things, like going on the New York City ferry or whatever the ferry is called. Like it might seem stupid to people who like were born here, lived here. And like, I know that because my, my parents grew up here. And like saying that to them, they're like, what are you doing? Like what? But like for me, it's fun, you know, it's like reminding me that like this city is so amazing and so romanticized for a reason because there's so much to offer here, so much to do here. There's so much culture here. And I love being a part of that. And I don't know, like I think obviously it might seem kind of stupid to people, but for me, it reminds me like why I'm here, why I wanted to be here and what I hope to get out of living here my whole life. Especially if you moved like from a small town or like from something that's completely polar opposite to New York or another country like coming to New York and being part of the culture that you see on television shows that you used to watch in high school when you were stuck in on a Saturday night in your bed, like doing homework when you wanted to be like out and about, that's really special to a lot of people. You know what I mean? And so I think like literally letting people live and letting yourself be a little like cringy and a tourist in your own city, like City was saying, is so fulfilling, especially when you're like sad. And like that's such a rare, rare thing to have too because like I'm from Jacksonville, Florida. I can't go be a tourist in my own city because Jacksonville's fucking boring. Like, what am I gonna do? Go stare at a manatee? So, Bunch of like, gator parks. Bye. Literally. So yeah, I think not just in New York in either. We're obviously talking about New York because we live in New York. But I think romanticizing the small things in your life, whether it's like making your fancy Nespresso every morning, even though you don't have to, or cooking yourself a gourmet dinner because you don't have to. Or having your favorite bottle of wine and your weekly euphoria nights or your sex and city nights where you're like, oh, like, you're the Carrie, you're the Samantha, like, romanticizing about kind of, like, being the characters in the show. Like, that might seem, like, mundane to some people or, like, trivial, but for so many people, that's the thing that keeps them going, you know, like, that little burst of happiness, that little thing to look forward to in the week. And, like, I know for me, it's, like, I feel like I have such a routine or, like, so many things I have to do that are, like, you know, mundane. Like, having something to look forward to, like, euphoria on Sunday nights or there's night sex in the city or like brunch on Sundays or like our Nespresso's in the mornings. Like those small things are what keep me, you know, like from not being like sad all the time, you know, or like having something to look forward to. I don't know. It keeps you, keeps you on your toes. Yeah, exactly. And 
tourism, what a lot of people forget is that because tourism and gentrification are two completely different things. But tourism is actually a huge part of the culture in New York City. In the economy. And yes, and the economy, absolutely. But other than like being a tourist, because that's obviously like being a tourist in New York is obviously specific to just the place where Sydney and I live. But even stuff like journaling, like being grateful, um, getting into crystals. Like, I don't know. I'm just thinking off the top of my head right now. I don't get into crystals, but like I do like self-reflect and journaling and stuff like that. And that's a part of self-care, but that's also sexy as fuck. Like (laughs) taking a moment. Yeah, seriously, taking a moment to yourself and realizing how great your life is and romanticizing it even after the fact that is a form of romanticization as well. Romanticization, is that a word? I don't know, but it we is We've made today. up a lot of words today, like criticization. Criticization. <laughs> um, Mixed you know. Romanticizing has nothing to do with money, honestly. Like, literally, honestly, the best forms of romanticizing your life is doing it in a budget-friendly way, like going on a picnic with your friends and just, like, packing up food that you already have and going out and eating it in the park in the summer or the spring and, like, getting yourself fresh flowers for, like, 50 cents at your local bodega, like, waking up to watch the sunrise, stuff like that. Those are all forms of just really appreciating and romanticizing your life that don't cost, like, hundreds of dollars. Okay, all in all, this is a very short episode because Sarah and I talked about weddings the entire first half. But this is our note to you to, you know, romanticize one thing in your life daily. You know, take the moment to appreciate waking up in the morning, to appreciate your cup of coffee, to appreciate, you know, the ability to hang out with your friends or to take a nice walk in the morning. Just like reflect, relax, because honestly, it will make you happier. And it's like just having a bright moment in your day is is always nice. Yeah, because it is honestly a form of (laughs) self-care. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Because it is honestly a form of self-care. So everyone should do it. And that is all we have to say. We love you guys. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to check out our socials at Crying in Public Podcast on Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube. And you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Bye. Bye. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. We went from normal life, healthy child to acute lymphoblastic leukemia or B-cell ALL. The St. Jude team came up to get CJ via ambulance. Shortly after that, I noticed a rainbow. It meant that there was hope. 
We were driving into hope. To have hope is to have your child healthy, and we have that because of St. Jude. You can help kids fight childhood cancer. Please become a St. Jude Partner in Hope today by visiting musicgives.org.